Welcome to Sold Out Sports Talk with your host, Roman Gabriel III. Up-close conversations with high-impact personalities from the world of sports and entertainment. Follow Roman on Twitter and Facebook at RomanGabriel3. Today's show will feature interviews with Deb Carson of the Fox Sports News segment and NFL Hall of Famer Curtis Martin. Visit SoldOutTV.com for all things faith, family, and sports 365 days a year. And follow Roman on Facebook at the Roman Gabriel III fan page. Now, here's Roman Gabriel III. Coming in with me is a good friend right here on Sold Out Sports Talk, and uh, she's been in before, but uh, you can hear her on Fox Sports. Uh, she's in Los Angeles, but you can hear her nationally doing uh, sports reports uh, throughout the day on the Dan Patrick Show, Rich Eisen Show, and you can hear her across the Fox network whenever uh, someone needs somebody to fill in. She's always there, has her opinion on sports, but uh, we love her because she's all about faith, family, and sports. Uh, Deb Carson with us. Deb, how are you? Roman, I'm doing great. A pleasure to be with you. Well, it's always great to be with you. I'm, you know, I'm always excited to, uh, you know, Los Angeles is where I grew up, and uh, you're right in the middle of everything. So we got a lot of stuff going on between, you know, you're reporting on. we got got uh, Stanley Cup hockey. We've got uh, basketball playoffs, which are exciting right now. We've got uh, football news. we got all sorts of stuff going on. It is, absolutely. And, uh, and obviously the energy surrounding the upcoming Stanley Cup final has a lot of people who've never watched hockey before uh, kind of thrilled to see what's going to happen with this. They've just kind of rallied behind the Golden Knights. I've got some friends in Vegas who you know, grew up in areas where there was no hockey, and they've been following this team you know, for the last few months and are just, you know, they've suddenly started buying tickets on a regular basis. And if they're not at the arena, they, they watch the game. So um, it's, it's fun to see you know, any sport grow like that, and it's just fun to see enthusiasm around a positive story in sports. And obviously, you know, you know, people are, not, not to diminish, by the way, <laughs> fans of the Capitals or Alex Ovechkin, I know people are thrilled that they finally got that monkey off their back, too. So, so you it know, should pe- be a fun series. People remember history, Deb, that when Wayne Gretzky came to L.A. and he left Edmonton, everybody talked about, well, what's going to happen to hockey? And uh, you have to almost give a ton of credit to Wayne Gretzky and what he did to bring hockey in a, in a, in a sunny place uh, to the forefront with fans. I mean, it wasn't that long ago when, when L.A. Kings hockey, nobody knew even who they were as terrible as they were. But when Wayne came to Los Angeles, it just uh, brought a whole new energy. And then suddenly... With that success, you saw other warm weather places like Arizona, and then you got the you know you got Florida, the Tampa Bay team. Uh, it's pretty amazing the, just how hockey has uh, has come about with with all this these new locations. I mean, you never thought. No, absolutely, and and the sport has done a great job also of trickling down to the youth. I mean, there are youth rinks popping up all over the place. Out in Valencia, California, there are some here in the San Fernando Valley. And when you get kids hooked on something like hockey, a fun sport that has so much energy attached to it, uh, at an early age, you know they, they want to keep going, and they've they've established travel leagues. And, and I know parents whose uh, kids normally would have gone the you know the football or baseball route who are you know, hockey addicts, and, and they you know the whole family is involved in following the sport now. So it's it's fun to see the growth. Okay, now you know the history of the Gabriel name, obviously. I mean, yeah. with the, what the Rams did this last year, it's been so exciting to hear the enthusiasm of Rams fans and, and just that whole Los Angeles buds about the NFL back there, right? 
Oh, my goodness. And the turnaround, Roman, from their first season here to the second season and to see, you know, Goff's development and, and Gurley, you know, coming back out of his shell and that defense developing. Uh, obviously, Sean McVay has brought so much energy, too. Uh, and still, whenever I hear him being interviewed, I still see John Gruden's face whenever I hear his voice. But his energy and, and of course, Coach uh, Wade Phillips, it's, it's just so much fun to see um, the, the, the positive football story. You know, three years ago, we had nothing in Los Angeles in the way of football. Everybody had their own team in another part of the country or another part of the state, or they were, you know, involved in fantasy leagues. But there weren't people who were actively involved in supporting a local team because there wasn't a local team. And now you've got two here in town, um, and it's, it's also going to be interesting to see what happens with the Raiders. I feel bad for the folks in Oakland, but it's interesting to see, you know, what's happened with the Golden Knights in Vegas. It's going to be interesting to see how much that then compounds when the Raiders eventually move there. Deb Carson from Fox Sports is with us in L.A., and uh, you can catch her, of course, regular updates on the Dan Patrick Show and the Rich Eisen Show. And we're also going to talk to her today a little bit uh, about something near and dear to her heart, which is pancreatic cancer. She just had an event which we're going to visit about. But before we do that, Deb, I never thought today we were going to talk about this, but Roger Goodell announced uh, that the NFL has finally come together with one a rule or, or a set of rules that are going to take effect this next football season. Let me just read these and get your comments. Uh, all team and league personnel on the field shall stand and show respect for the flag and the anthem. Game operations manual will be revised to remove the requirement that all players be on the field. But if they do not want to partake in the national anthem, then they will stay in the locker room. Uh, personnel who choose not to stand, um, uh, have that have that option on each and every team. The club will be fined by the league if its personnel are on the field and do not stand and show respect for the flag. And uh, each team can develop their own uh, rules based upon these basic ones about how things are done during the week. So Commissioner Goodell sounds like he's trying to solve the problem for everybody here, but there may be some problems just with that, right? Yeah. Um, I think, I mean, unfortunately, because it wasn't nipped in the bud or things weren't talked about with the players directly, you know, two seasons ago, three seasons ago now, actually, or coming up on the third season. Um, I, I think, unfortunately, there wasn't going to be one rule or one set of rules that was going to please everybody. Uh, to me, this feels like a good compromise because it solves the problem of, you know, are you offending people by being perceived as dissing the national anthem and uh, and disrespecting the flag, which I know most players say that's not the point, and I, I totally get that. But there was a segment of the population that thought that was what was coming across. Um, and on the other hand, by allowing them to stay in the locker room, I know players feel like, yeah, but I'm not getting to make my point. I kind of feel like I, I understand that and I agree with that because obviously when you provide a visual, you have something to attach to that point and something that can be showed, uh, shown to, to represent your point. But I also think that by having players absent from the sideline, that is going to continue to keep in the forefront the mission of a lot of the players who are trying to uh, just bring attention to the disparity in treatment they perceive as happening to uh, minorities in this country. So um, I know there wasn't going to be something that pleased everybody. I know a lot of people are really up in arms. And, and what I do think they, they made a big mistake with was not getting the 
uh, not bringing the NFL Players Association in to work on the specific language and what they wanted in this. I know the Players Association released their own statement responding to the new anthem policy, saying they, they weren't consulted on it, they're not happy about it, and they're going to challenge any part of it that's not consistent with the collective bargaining agreement. So it's not over by a long shot. Um, and, and then I think, um, obviously, what happened uh, that just came to light with uh, the Bucks player, Sterling Brown, and, and his treatment by the right. Milwaukee Police Department, um, I think that the point was made that while most people, and, and most police officers, obviously, are incredibly sacrificial human beings who are on the up and up, who, who do incredible good in their community, um, I think, unfortunately, when you see then the video of what happened with Sterling Brown, who appeared to be cooperating and things escalated in a, in a ridiculous manner um, there, I think that the timing of the release of that tape with the timing of the anthem policy kind of um, reemphasizes why some of the players are choosing to... Um, to um, use the the platform that they have to to bring awareness to it because i think a lot of the segment of the population doesn't see the mistreatment when it happens right. um and um and and so you know that that's kind of what they're trying to to bring about i'm, I'm probably putting words in people's mouths but no uh, no no actually deb the the thing that was interesting to me is is that um all of this is about perception and the yeah. problem is by not taking care of this two years ago and allowing all this to go on for two years, you've had your main audience of the NFL who does stand for the flag, who is a faith-based and a family-based group, who does want to see the game and comes to the game for a respite from all the politics and all the, all the stuff that goes on. Um, what you're seeing is, is you're seeing, uh, you're seeing people that have a jaundiced on both sides. Uh, mm -hmm. you know, vision of this. And it happened to me, too. I, I went to the Super Bowl this year kind of negative. I mean, I, I, you know, I'm thinking to myself, you know, this is really casting a, a poor light on players. And when yeah. I went to, to Super Bowl, I was brought back to earth because every young, middle, and old player that came to, to sit with us at Radio Row are the kind of people you and I know them to be which is mm -hmm. they are law-abiding citizens, they're family people, they, they care about the country, they care about doing things the right way. And I heard so many of them say that this was very embarrassing what went on this year because a handful of players made it bad in terms of the, the perception to, the, to uh, the audience of the NFL that all of them are that way. And it just totally got me back in the right frame of mind, and it just showed me how powerful perception is in the news. Yeah, no, and and unfortunately, the middle ground is generally not portrayed in the news. You know, the uh, one side tries to make the other side look like they're wacky out of their mind, and then the other side does <laughs> does that to the opposite side, whether it's you know political or religious or um, you know uh, whatever. There, there, nobody nobody comes together and talks about things in a. Um, in a genteel fashion, right. in a respectful fashion in public. It seems more about just disrespecting and making the other side look as bad as they possibly can. And, and we're not going to make progress when those are the people that are getting the attention. Uh, when, you know, the, the people who are the common sense people who can see both sides but try to figure out, okay, how can we solve this, those are the people that, that are going to make a difference. Um, but unfortunately, those are not the ones who are going to get right. the uh, the headline. 
Deb Carson's with us with Fox Sports. Um, you can find her uh, doing the national news for them, Dan Patrick's show, Rich Eisen's show throughout the day in L.A. And uh, across the country, Deb, you know, you have something that's near and dear to your heart uh, that's an incredible story. You've talked a little bit about it on our show, your uh, your fight against pancreatic uh, cancer. You just had a great fundraiser here last weekend. Tell us about that and tell our audience why it's such a big deal for you. Well, it's, it's a big deal for me. I'll start with that um, because my father, who was seemingly otherwise healthy, who for, excuse me, who for, you know, 30, 35 years jogged three to five miles a day, watched what he ate when he, you know, got into his uh, mid to late 60s, you know, when his knees weren't feeling so great, he would walk to six six to eight miles a, a day. Um, one day didn't feel like walking. Um, and my mom came out and was like, what's going on? And he said he didn't feel well. So uh, same thing happened the next day, and she noticed that he was a little uh, jaundiced-looking. And in that part of the country, they were living in Montgomery, Alabama at the time. You know, gallbladder issues were <laughs> a big deal. And and she said, well, maybe that's what it is. So they went, had that checked out. Um, fortunately, but unfortunately, the gallbladder came back perfectly clean. Um, but the, uh, the scan showed that there was a mass on his pancreas, which turned out to be stage 4 pancreatic cancer. And, and cut to the chase, essentially five months later, he was gone. Um, so he went from being, you know, perfectly healthy, you know, athletic, uh, eating right to gone. And, and pancreatic cancer still Roman has, and that was just two and a half years ago. He passed away in December of 2015. So pancreatic cancer, a lot of people don't hear about it because most people don't survive to talk about it. And most of their families are so overwhelmed and stunned by the whole thing um, that there aren't a lot of celebrity spokespeople if there will. And it's not a disease that has caught hold and gotten attention, but it, it still only has a single-digit five-year survival rate, which means if you're diagnosed today, your chances of being here five years from now is about 7%, 7.5%. Wow. So what we're... Uh, I'm mostly working with the Hirschberg Foundation for Pancreatic Cancer Research just because they, um, they established themselves at UCLA when Aggie Hirschberg's husband, Ron, passed away about 20 years ago from pancreatic cancer. And when she was looking to get involved with an organization to help find a cure, she found that there really weren't very many. Hmm. So she met with some scientists at UCLA and began uh, essentially making research and also obviously patient care, making the foundation's mission. Uh, the two The two events that they have throughout the years um, they have in May what they call Tour de Pier, and they set up hundreds of spin cycles, stationary bikes, on the Manhattan Beach Strand, right there by Manhattan Beach Pier, which you probably know well. Oh, I love that. Um, I, I like that idea. It, it's amazing. It's um, and, and they have five shifts, so from 8.30 in the morning for five hours, everybody takes a one-hour shift, and there are just hundreds of people for one hour at a time. Some of the, some of the folks actually ride five hours. I do one. <laughs> Um, but we raise money and try to bring awareness to um, th- that charity event actually uh, benefits not only the Hirschberg Foundation for Pancreatic Cancer Research, but also the Uncle Corey Foundation, which is uh, a brain cancer organization, mm-hmm. as well as a, an organization down in the South Bay there that uh, helps cancer patients. The other, um, the other event that I do is every October is called the LA Cancer Challenge, and that takes place at UCLA, and that directly benefits the Hirschberg Foundation. 
but but the main thing um, is to bring awareness to it because a lot of people don't know anything about it. And when you first hear about it is when you're being blindsided by it of the news that a loved one is now a victim uh, or is going to be fighting the disease. Um, they're, they're getting closer and closer to finding, a, you know, a, uh, an early detection method really is, is the main thing, Roman, because, you know, a career or a, a cure for cancer, obviously, we've been looking for for a long time, but pancreatic cancer specifically is so deadly because by the time it's detected, it's usually stage four because, you know, nobody knows where the pancreas is and there are no symptoms that are connected to it. It's not like breast cancer or prostate cancer that can be specifically checked on the outside of your body. You know, it has symptoms that are similar to, um, you know, stomach aches, lactose intolerance. I mean, people were diagnosed with all sorts of things. I've heard nightmare stories of of people going in to be checked for it or, you know, for what, what they, you know, they didn't know what they had. And they were treated for all kinds of things and told, oh, well, let's try this new diet for two months and see how that goes. Well, in the meantime, the pancreatic cancer right. is growing and spreading. So what we really, really want to find is an early detection method, and that's why Dallas, you know, I'm, if people I'm want to so go, involved in this. Hirschberg Foundation, but if people want to give or people want to be involved in those two uh, events that happen throughout the year for you that want more information, where do they go? Well, they can, they can go to my specific fundraiser page uh, for this event that just happened. They can still donate there, and that is support.pancreatic.org slash go to slash Deb C or they can go to you know either of my social media platforms that's Twitter at Deb Carson uh, on Instagram it's at official Deb Carson or if they just want to go check out the Hirschberg Foundation for Pancreatic Cancer Research they can just this is easier just go to pancreatic dot org cool. um, and and please if you know somebody who has been uh, diagnosed or if they, you know somebody who's being treated, whether they're upbeat about their treatment, whether they're depressed, uh, reach out to the Hirschberg Foundation because they are incredibly, they're amazing, giving, loving people who are passionate about this disease, um, and they can direct you to resources that you may need, um, whether it's, you know, in your local area or nationally, or they may be able mm. to help you find a um, uh, a a uh, test, a study that that's going on that that somebody can be involved in. So, Deb Carson, Fox Sports. Uh, you can find her throughout the day. Updates, sports updates on the Dan Patrick Show, Rich Eisen Show, and we'll have all of those different sites that uh, Deb mentioned on all of our sites, so you can check it out. Just hit a link and find more information about this uh, deadly, deadly uh, disease, which is pancreatic cancer. Um, one of the things, uh, you know, Deb, that we always love on this show, and that's why we love to have you on, is there are so many uh, faith-based uh, announcers, reporters, people in the sports business that are out there living a life that pleases God, living a life that's family-oriented, living a life that gives back to others. And uh, it's amazing to me, and that's what's so fun about doing this show, uh, the number of people like yourself that are out there that are making a difference in other people's lives. So I know that that gives you great, uh, great joy. Oh, thank you. Well, I, I appreciate that. Well, that's that's what it's all about, isn't it? I mean, it's great to be able to do something that you love doing, but uh, if you're not making a difference, then what's the purpose? You hit the nail on the head, Deb. What we'll do is is uh, we'll uh, we'll put up that information on all of our sites and, and as usual. Uh, taking time out of your busy schedule come on sold out sports we always appreciate you and appreciate you coming on so look forward to seeing you very soon and um, thanks thanks for coming on sold out sports talk
listening to Sold Out Sports Talk with Roman Gabriel III. In this segment, Roman talks with NFL Hall of Famer Curtis Martin, who played for the Jets and the Patriots. Visit SoldOutTV.com for all things faith, family, and sports 365 days a year. And follow Roman on Facebook at the Roman Gabriel III fan page. Now, once again, here's Roman Gabriel III. Welcome to Sold Out Sports Talk on American Family Radio. You can find us on 200 stations across the country. Faith, family, and sports right here on Sold Out Sports Talk on AFR. One of my favorite guys has just dropped in. Curtis Martin, New York Jets, New England Patriots. And uh, not only is this guy a great football player, but uh, represented the Lord, still does. Curtis, uh, great to be with you. Yeah, thanks for having me, Roman. Hey, tell me about what you're doing. See, it looks like you could still be out playing Sunday. You look no, great. No, no, it just looks like that, like I said. Uh, well, I'm here for a company that I'm involved with, BNA, uh, Brain Network Activation. And uh, this is a company that was pretty incredible to me because, you know, I've had several concussions or brain injuries during my career, and I got so good at beating that subjective test that they give you um, that I didn't necessarily do what was responsible most of the time. But this is a test that you can't beat. Um, it's a test that measures the actual injury instead of the symptoms of the injury. And uh, so I'm involved with them, and uh, that's why I'm here. Concussions are such a huge topic in the NFL today, and you said it. You know, if you look back 10 years before, it just was, hey, how many fingers, come on back in, yeah, whatever you had to yeah, do to play. Yeah. Um, how many games would you have missed today? Uh, I, I think I'd have missed several games. I'd have missed several games. I actually don't even think I'd be in the Hall of Fame. Is that right? Just because I think I would have missed so much. Oh my goodness! Yeah, uh, yeah. But fortunately, you know, I've had my brain checked yeah. out, and so far, so my good. My brain is as healthy as a high school kid. So yeah, so well, I'm that's grateful. awesome. So, yeah. information: how people want to find out about this? Uh, how do they do, do that? that? You go to mybna.com. B as in boy, na.com. Mybna.com. Um, now, is this just this for anyone or football players or anybody who yeah, suffers no, from it's for anyone with uh brain injury um and and I, the company if you think about an mri uh previously before there was an mri you can only take an x-ray and then you had to guess whether or not a muscle or a ligament was torn well this kind of operates like an mri for the brain you know so right now you can only guess if you have a concussion but with this you can actually see the concussion so bna you know, the other thing that people don't realize, Curtis, is, is a majority of the concussions that happen are in soccer, uh, yeah, with youth yeah. soccer, huge amount. soccer. Exactly. Huge. Exactly. Yeah. So this, you know, if you're a parent concerned about this, uh, you know the signs. Uh, what, if you're a parent and you've got a youngster, boy or girl, that's playing soccer or football and they get a head injury, what, what should they look for, Curtis, in terms of on the sidelines if you're a parent maybe you got a youth from nine to fifteen years old that's playing youth sports yeah yeah i mean well what happens when you have a concussion is that your brain isn't communicating the way it used to and so you want to look for defaults in their actions or in their communication or in their memory and that's kind of what the testing is today but i think that in order to diagnose it properly we have to go a step beyond that and i think that technology is finally starting to catch up to uh, the assumptions that we have about the brand. Curtis Martin, running back, Hall of Famer, stopping by Sold Out Sports Talk on AFR Talk. And Curtis, we do a program called Faith, Family, and Sports. Yes. Uh, it's not just about what you do on the field, it's about who you are off. And we yes. just got back from an all-pro dad event 
uh, Tony Dungy, Coach uh, Caldwell, uh, their organizations about equipping uh, parents to be what they need to be. What does faith, family, and sports mean to you? Uh, faith, family, and sports. Well, I, I think that faith has to be first. You know, um, I think the saving grace of my life, and not only of my life uh, in general, but my career, uh, even with my family, is that I keep God first. You know, and that creates the foundation from which I do everything. You know, um, I'm always looking to do what's right, and I'm always looking to be unselfish. I'm always looking to show love instead of whatever else there may be. Um, so I, I think that when you have your priorities straight, and if God is your first priority, it makes all of life much much simpler. Tell me about how that's played out with your family post-football in terms of what you've been doing and what you love to do now. Well, you know something? I Post-football, it dictates the way I do business. Um, uh, with my family, it dictates the way I raise my two little girls. You know, the principles that I raise them upon uh, you know, are things that I can see taking effect and that's going to impact their lives for the rest of their life. Curtis Martin, Hall of Famer, New England Patriots, New York Jets, and uh, Curtis, appreciate you taking the time to stop by Sold Out Sports Talk. Yeah, thanks, thanks for having me. God bless you. You've been listening to Sold Out Sports Talk with Roman Gabriel III. Our podcasts are available at AFR.net. You can follow Roman on his official website, soldouttv.com, and on Facebook at Roman Gabriel III. We'll catch you next time on Sold Out Sports Talk, your source for faith, family, and sports.